0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Slash Forever Thirty Five. Hello and welcome to Forever Thirty Five, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves.
0: I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrier. And we are not experts. No, we're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: And before we get started with today's episode, just a friendly reminder that if you would like to reach us, you can voicemail or text us. You can voicemail. I didn't, I didn't mean to make voicemail a verb, but I, I was guess, into it. I guess it is now. Anyway, that number is 781 591 390 You're also welcome to email us or send us a voice memo at forever35podcast at gmail.com
0: that is true. And you can visit our website forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Please do follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, on Instagram at forever35podcast, and join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is Serums. You can also sign up for our newsletter. The next issue will go out next week, and that is at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter.
1: And today we're doing things a little differently because it is a vacation week here at the Forever 35 world. We're here, but we're not here.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's
1: true. Is that right, Dory? That's a fair way to describe it.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. We're we're making content, but at this exact moment, Dory is off the grid and I am lurking to make sure everything is running smoothly.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I've got a little hat on. Yep. Yep. My big rain boots. That's what I look like (laughs) when I lurk. (laughs) (laughs) But the good news is is that we've been holding on to this interview to save for this moment. Um, We had an amazing conversation with Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan, who are the co-hosts of the podcast Gloss Angeles. They are both beauty editors, journalists. And I'm just going to say this, like beauty geniuses, basically. They are passionate and obsessed with the cosmetics, beauty industry, skincare, and really approach it in an incredibly
0: thoughtful, humorous, but also analytical way. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Yeah, we're really excited for you all to hear this episode. And also, we should also remind people that we were on their show a month or two ago, right?
1: I believe that episode has aired. Yeah, if you don't already subscribe, get, hit hit the subscribe button for their pod. It's re- a really great show,
0: and we will we'll link directly we'll link directly to the episode that we were on. Yes, um, in the show notes.
1: Yes, Dory, we will. Anyway, we hope you enjoy our interview with Kirby and Sarah, and we will be back with you next week. Hi. Well, we're very excited because our guests today are the co-hosts of the Los Angeles podcast. You probably are already listeners, but if not, we're going to introduce you to them. We have Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan on the pod today. Kirby, Sarah, hello and welcome.
2: Hello. Hi. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous to be on the other side of this. <laughs> the heat is on. We are. We should let our <laughs> listeners
1: know that we are going to be on Los Angeles. You are here on Forever 35. So listen to both episodes. Subscribe. Enjoy two hours of us gabbing away. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> So I want to just read uh, a brief bio to introduce you to our listeners. Uh, Kirby is a host, producer, and reporter in the beauty space who has contributed to publications like Allure, The Hollywood, re- ugh, the Hollywood Reporter, Elle, and Glamour. She's a former writer, producer, and host at Pop Sugar, and continues to work on camera with Freeform. And Sarah is Refinery29's beauty director and a beauty, fashion, and wellness writer and editor. She's also served as senior fashion and beauty editor at Bustle and has contributed to various publications, including Allure, InStyle, People, Parents, Brides, and Women's Health. And as mentioned up top, they co-host Los Angeles, which is a wonderful beauty-focused podcast that melds their passion for cosmetics with their love of our fair city, Los Angeles. And we're so excited to have you here as both experts in beauty and also fans of beauty. It's kind of the perfect combination.
3: Well, thank you for having us. We're so excited. We are we mentioned this on our pod, but we're big fans of the two of you. Um, and we're just thrilled that we could be on Forever 35. Yeah, we're so excited to have you both.
1: And you both are currently 34. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. That correct. Right. Forever so soon, 34. Forever 34.
2: Right forever Perfect. 34 Capricorns. We are born oh, a week apart.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh boy! That's <laughs> that- right. You
0: do say that you have big Capricorn energy. So I should yes. have known.
1: Well, you're dealing yes. with a Taurus and a Cancer, so I feel like we're all going to get along. Well, just you know what's
0: funny? I posted on my Instagram yesterday about how it's Taurus season and how I'm a Taurus and I have lots of Tauruses in my family, and someone DM'd me and was like, "I thought you were a Capricorn." <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the, like it's okay. the earth vibe. It's the earth no. vibe.
2: You're li- you're Do like you know? I don't know if you, I should apologize or I say know, thank you. Like-
0: <laughs> They're like you really seem like a Capricorn. I could have sworn you're a Capricorn. Is, is your like, rising I- sign a Capricorn? Boy? No, I think my rising mm-hmm. sign is Aquarius. Oh <sighs> so wait, I don't know where they got that from. <laughs>
3: Kate, <Okay, laughs> you're you're the Cancer double Aquarian, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Sarah is Capricorn, double Aries. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh. I know. I know. It, it's actually shocking now that when I say it out loud, I'm like, there's <laughs> no way. Um, I am a stew of vindictiveness. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm um, Scorpio. Capricorn, Scorpio moon, and Cancer Ooh. rising. So Ooh, there's boy. a lot of emotions. Mm, boy. love, yeah, Love yeah, for me and my family. Yeah. Love Love You know,
1: I had my mom was a Scorpio and I'm a cancer. And like we got into some big
3: fights, (laughs) big fights. I I, I can only say correct because I feel it Mm -hmm. deeply. I feel it. I feel it. Oh, well, (laughs) we like to start by asking
1: people about self-care practices. But I want to I want to flag this so that we can circle back to how astrology might play into your own self-care, because now you've piqued my curiosity about your signs here. But we would love to hear from each of you about any self-care practice that you have in your life, big or small, something that you do on a regular basis that brings you a sense of calm, balance, peace, wellness, whatever that means to you.
3: Okay, I'll go first. I have a serious one and then a not-so-serious one. My not-so-serious one is watching Glee. Mm. Um, listen, Glee was... Wow. problematic but when it was good it was so good and um i have been rewatching it and the pilot is truly one of my favorite pieces of television just because it's so weird and bizarre and the first three seasons really i mean most of my apple itunes that i don't use anymore is all glee covers so wow um, Rewatching Glee has brought me a sense of peace and comfort especially because that show came out um the year I moved to LA so it felt very much like mm. I was going on this journey with the new directions as they were going on their journey um so that's one of the things that I do just to chill out and unwind and it brings me peace and it's an easy watch and they sing journey songs like hell yeah What's let's not do this to love? Yeah, exactly. And then I would say, I mean, I think a lot of people talk about fitness or meditation and things of that nature. But um, having a routine and and getting on the Peloton and listening to music mm. and decompressing for however long I need to decompress um, has been awesome. And I don't really necessarily do it to like look a certain way. But I do it because it makes me feel good. And I like the endorphins. And it's like the one time of day where it's just me worrying about me, not me worrying about delivering something to someone and making sure somebody has an audio file or coordinating an interview or whatever that is. So that's self-care to me.
0: Who are your favorite instructors?
3: Oh, okay. Well, we do love Cody in this household. Uh, I mean, um, we are, we are, we are also crew, Cody fans. Yeah. If, <laughs> if we, Cody like,
2: listens to Forever 35, will you come on all Los you. Angeles? We <laughs> yeah. had Day. We had Day on the yes, show. Yes, we will. Uh, love, also Toonday. love Toonday. Yeah. Love her. Um, Cody
3: says things, though, during the workouts that I literally am like, That was me. I was the girl waiting in line at Walmart for Instinct's album when it came out in 2000. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like like he's 30, like I think he's exactly your age. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably have all the same references. Yes. I feel it deeply. I feel it absolutely deeply. Um, I love Ali Love. I love Emma. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, it feels, it's crazy that they've become celebrities this past year. I don't think without the pandemic, they would have been like, they are superstars because, because all of yeah. us were on Peloton. Totally. You know?
2: And Cody has been with, uh, Peloton for years and like, like seven years. Yeah. 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 Funny
0: story. I took some Peloton classes in 2015 when I was visiting New York on class pass. And when I got a Peloton last summer, they were still in my profile and I'd taken a class with Cody and <sighs> taken the like, Like taking class with Robin. Like it was just, it was like, wait, this is so weird. (laughs) It
2: was like, you're an OG, Dory.
0: Yeah, it was so
3: funny. Oh my gosh, how competitive it must be now. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was like, I was, I was like number, you know, I don't know, something out of like 120 people. And I remember thinking, wow, that's weird that they have people like riding from home, but I guess that's
2: cool. And
0: I like didn't understand how it worked. Anyway
2: it's wild. Far, but i was just yeah. going to say my sister is like a huge peloton fan and had it before the pandemic and took classes in new york and had um Tunde and alex sign her shoes Ooh, and, like, i like photos that. Of, like she was like such a stan doesn't even hide it yeah and oh. then she just got the peloton tread plus which is i uh, the mm-hmm. one that i did not know is like has like endangered children and pets so I know,
1: I, I've seen that. I, like, Ugh.
2: Instagrammed it not knowing, and then all of these people messaged me, and they're like, I hope you're keeping Zoe and Oliver away from it. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I watched <laughs> the video, and it is terrifying. I don't know if you guys have seen Ugh. it. Yeah, I can't bring yeah, myself to Don't watch it. Watch. But anyways, it, it's a lovely treadmill. Just keep your kids away from it. <laughs> Done. Okay, okay oh, sorry. Okay, Sarah, so my the turn. pressure's on. Okay, so if you would have asked me pre-Zoe, I would have said my self-care... Uh, is working out for sure. Like um, running, going to a, a Barry's boot camp. Like that hour of my day is really, um, like Kirby said, was for me. Um, it's been really hard to find time to work out again uh, with the baby, but I'm starting to get back into it, and I'm hoping you know that I get better at like making time for myself, and because I do feel so great when I do it, and I know that that it, it's such a big part of my life and who I am. But now, um, I'm just prioritizing, like, silence and sleep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm a big morning person. Um, And before, I used to, like, get up, you know, at 6 and work out. I'd have my coffee. I'd take Oliver, my dog on a walk, and that would be, like, my me time. Now, like, I am lucky if I get up, like, a minute or two before my daughter because she's, like, an early bird. And my husband has to leave for work pretty early. So... And I don't I'm not saying this is like that I'm like sad about it because I love to have that time with Zoe in the morning, like the two hours before the nanny gets here. Um, but that that all said, like, I don't have time to myself in the morning anymore. And so at night uh after she goes to bed and then my husband goes to bed pretty like early too, like at 930, I just like sit on the couch by myself for like 10, 15 minutes until I get really sleepy and just sit in silence <laughs> like that is like the time to myself and like i read this thing um on i can't remember what instagram account it was but and i can't even remember what it's called but it's like try um how moms are trying to like stay awake and like consume uh you know in like articles and Instagram and just like trying to like fight to stay awake. Cause that's like the only time they have to themselves. Yes. It's like that sabotage. Yes. That's I what, it's called. what it's called, but yes. And I was like, I relate to this so much, but like, I need it. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I need to have that 10 minutes to myself because that's like when I feel like I can read through my texts and, and, um, or even like I said, just sit in silence. So that's like my self care now. um, And then uh, a beauty one is (laughs) getting my eyelash extensions, which I tried to like stop. I even texted Kirby the other day and I was like, do I need, should I stop? Should I take a break? And she was (laughs) like, no, because she knows how much joy it brings me. And I just feel like I look more put together. You know, I don't have to like do the whole makeup thing. I'm ready for Zoom. I'm good to go. So, and I also now take naps while um, I get my extensions mm. in, in, oh. installed.
1: Wait, that's like a multitasking move. You
2: nap while you get your eyelash extensions? I do. I've like become so close with my girl that like we don't really talk anymore. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk if there's like something that this needs amazing. to be talked about. But like she knows like that I'm tired and sleepy and that I need this like hour to nap. And so she lets me nap and I wake up with fresh, fluffy lashes. That, that's amazing. And I'm also wondering,
0: like, did you do this throughout the pandemic? And how has the pandemic changed your beauty routines?
2: Uh, so I I definitely stopped for a while. Um, and that was uh, really tough for me. Because, <laughs> like I said, I'm addicted. I've been doing it for years and years and years. And I'm like, so jealous of Kirby because she was born with these beautiful long lashes and like just like watching her do her like mascara reviews on her Instagram. I'm just like, "Why do I have like stick straight short lashes that just like go down and um but anyways, so I gave mascara a try. it was not for me um I'll give it another try, I'm sure it, at at some point, but anyways i I went back when um when she reopened probably I can't even remember a few months ago. So, I definitely took a break. Um but no, my my beauty routine changed a lot um during the pandemic. Um I I it changed in so many ways not just because uh, I wasn't going anywhere, um but also because I uh was pregnant and then I couldn't use a lot of things that I um you know had been using previously. And then, um, Dory, like you said, after I had my baby, like I feel like hormonal, like mm. I couldn't use certain products, um, that, uh, I was excited to use again. Um, and I'm still breastfeeding, so I can't use, uh, the retinol, mm-hmm. but, um, long story short, everything is paired way back down, like way down. Like I, it's all about like, um, uh, skin over here in the tan household, oh. I call it the tan household, but that's not my husband's <laughs> last name. That's my, my last name.
3: It is the tan household, though. Like, I mean, let's be let's be, let's be real. Be
2: real. Um,
3: Kirby, are you also practicing skinimalism? Yeah, but like, I enjoy the art of putting on makeup, so mm. I probably wore more makeup during. The pandemic than most people because I just enjoy it 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 really is like painting to me. um, I definitely have been laying off the foundations for sure, um, and I don't feel compelled to like i think also this is just something that happens as you get older, having this like picture perfect canvas of your face like I actually like seeing my pores, I like seeing. You know, my actual skin shining through. So like, I'll put concealer on my melasma, or if I have a blemish, I'll dot it on, but I'm not spending hours like trying to cover up this one blemish on my chin because it's like everybody breaks out. I mean, mm-hmm. no one's, you're thinking more about it than anybody else's. And, and then of course with the pandemics, like nobody's seeing you. So who really cares? And then, you know, like mental health played a big part into it. I mean, some days I wouldn't change out of my pajamas and I could barely brush my teeth in the morning, you know? So I think like you have to give yourself some grace, but when I was, you know, excited and, you know, wanting to try new products, I did rely a lot on makeup and I'm a big skincare girl. Um, one thing that's changed for me and it really wasn't like an option, but because all of the salons were shut down last year, I mean, I think they worked maybe a total of 90 days, which was just so upsetting because yeah. they didn't get the help that they needed, especially in LA. But, um, you know, I wasn't able to get my highlights. And I am a Texas mm-hmm. girl, so I fancy myself a blonde. Um, I'm like blonde was like a part of my personality for sure. And then, you know, my highlights started growing out. And um, I'm brunette, if you can't tell. I mean, hello, looks look great. At this beautiful brunette hair. And I love it. And it's really jarring now to see how blonde I was at some points in my life because I'm Mm. like, what was I thinking? Like this did not look natural. It didn't look normal. It it clashed with my skin tone. So I think there was a lot of learning that happened over the pandemic too. Like, Hey, actually you don't have to be put together. You don't have to have your nails done every week. You don't have to, I mean, even though mine are done, these are, uh, glue on, on whatever. But yeah, a lot of a lot of things that I used to prioritize in terms of like how I needed to look or present myself have just con- mm. gone out the window essentially. Do you think they'll come back
1: in the window like as we return towards seeing people? Like do you, do you think these kind of shifts and this is a question for both of you like are these shifts permanent or are they just kind of adapting to the times and as we transition back into more in- person interaction you'll go back to doing the things you did before or do you feel like it's more of a permanent shift
2: I mean I I'm excited know. to go back into I mean well I have a lot of anxiety about going back to events and you know dressing up and and being with it being uh you know in big uh, being with big crowds um, but I will say um i th- I think that I'll like Kirby You know, we'll learn from the things that worked for us during the pandemic. So, like, I mean, Kirby, you're still, like technically blonde to me i don't know why that <laughs> you're, you're definitely a brunette, but in my eyes and in my heart you're a blonde forever a blonde okay um thank you but i love this look for you um for me it was like maybe i learned that i need need my eyelash extensions and that's okay <laughs> but like this is the longest i've gone without getting uh you know regular manicures and pedicures and while i can't wait to get back into the nail salon I've learned, like Kirby said, like I don't need to have that every week or every two weeks. Mm. I can do it myself at home. Um, Same with like my um, regular facials. Like you know, Kirby and I are blessed with the we have the privilege of getting facials. Like we we would get them like twice a month sometimes. And like I don't need that. Mm. That is not necessary. Although it's like a lovely indulgence. Like I do not need that. Um, So I feel like everyone. Um, You know, as we transition back, we'll hold on to the things that like we know we love and make us made us feel good during quarantine. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, I, I and you get back into it. We, basically, just like whatever made us feel good. Right, Kirby? Yeah,
3: and I also think though there's an element of the Roaring Twenties. Like I yeah. think that mm. it's going to come back with a vengeance. I want to patronize my nail salon because I know that they haven't been, you know, people haven't been going in and um, getting their regular manicures and pedicures. I I want to go get a blowout. I want to, you know, get my hair cut and things like that. I think people are going to play around. I mean, they spent a year being natural, and maybe some people will hang on to that. But I do think a lot of people will think. I want to dye my hair blue or maybe I want to chop off all my hair. It'll grow back. You know, like what's the big deal. So I think there's going to be this essence of um, beauty coming back with a vengeance.
0: Okie dokie. Let's take a break and then we will be back in a flash. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast
1: Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com/f35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com/f35. That's masterclass.com/f35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But
1: like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs?
0: It's hard. It's hard to know.
1: Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have Done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click Get started and then use our code FOREVER35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode.
0: All right, we are back as promised.
1: Can I ask you kind of a a convoluted question that I'm not quite sure how to articulate, but it's something I think about a lot and it's come up on our show. You know, beauty is... It's like such a form of pleasure for people and there's artistry involved and self-care involved but then it's also this thing that stems from like from patriarchal constructs and like a place of whiteness and racism and like how do we how do you kind of manage that because i look at like i watch tiktok and there are these there's such self-exploration and self-expression through makeup And then sometimes we get this question of like, why do we participate in this system of, of beauty? And so how, how do you as beauty editors advise people to find the, like, how do we find the good in it and, and reject the bad and steer it toward, toward betterment, toward better, towards the better side of things? Does that make
3: any sense? That's a million dollar question, Kate. Um, I think like every (laughs) beauty editor struggles with this. It's like Sarah and I, especially when we launched the podcast, I mean, a lot of people come to listen to us and recommend products and talk about like how a product is made or what ingredients are great or like how to curate a specific beauty routine. Um, but that all involves telling people to buy something to make them like look a certain way or feel a certain way. And a couple of months ago, we were like, okay, We need to take a step back. Yes, we're going to make recommendations on this podcast, but we have this term that we coined. It's called dodo ho. It's uh, but it it stems from do, do how. So do you need this product? Okay. do you did you run out of your serum and you're looking for something to replace it? Great. Look into this because it's worth it. And we're giving you the recommendation. Do you know how it works? especially in the beauty industry, it's a $500 billion industry. Everybody's making a product. Not every product, frankly, should exist. I cannot tell you how many times we get founders on the podcast that are like, I didn't find a product that worked for my skin. So I decided to make it. I'm like, there's 18 other CBD products on the market that are literally the exact formulation here. So like that answer doesn't cut it for us anymore. Um, understand how the product works before you buy it. We get so many questions. Hey, I bought this product because y'all love it. But like, I don't even know where to put it in my routine. And like, what is niacinamide? And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did you purchase it then? Like you need to have a general understanding of that before you decide to buy something. And then lastly is the how, like, how did you hear about it? Did you hear about it because somebody talked about it on TikTok? Okay, well, guess what? It was probably an ad. Um. So Mm. like, is it like, Corporate America telling you you need it? Or are you listening to people like Dory and Kate who are like obsessed with it because they bought it and they love it? Or like me and Sarah, and we know everything that went into making this product and why it's so special and why it stands out. Do you follow a cosmetic chemist that was like, hey, this is legit? This is like one of the best vitamin C serums I've ever tried. It really matters. Like, since we, and we know that you guys know this too, but like, working at online publishers we know how they get clicks it's like this product has 14,000 amazon reviews and like for whatever reason that sparks something in somebody's head that says oh i need this because 14,000 people reviewed it well it's 14,000 bad reviews but like they didn't say that you know what i mean so <laughs> at the end of the day we, we're constantly like okay less consumption i think is part of it like don't overconsume Um, it's not only bad for your skin, but bad, bad for the planet. Um, and then when it comes to like the patriarchy and looking a certain way, I always come at it as if you were thinking about it for yourself and it's something that you truly wanted for yourself. It's not because you saw somebody talking about it or somebody telling you that you needed it or because there's a trend that you're like, oh, I need a more lifted brow or I need a smaller nose or whatever it is. Cause like we're like, pro-plastic surgery on the podcast if you want plastic surgery get it get it for yourself but don't get it because some doctor told you you need a smaller nose right like but it all goes back to your question kate like how how do we balance that we don't we we don't know we're like every beauty editor has this question in the back of their head like how do we make this uh
2: yeah.
3: ethic, like as ethically and morally sound as possible right
2: yeah and i i do want to say though like. I have so much admiration for uh, like Gen Z and all of the young people who are using TikTok and their platforms to express themselves through beauty because you can tell like they are so different from us, like from millennials and from Mm -hmm. generations before us. They don't give. Uh, I don't know if you can curse on this podcast. They don't give a new. Oh, they don't give a fuck about yeah. the patriarchy, right? Like they no. are using their makeup as activism. Um, you know, educating people with their, you know, uh, while they're doing this beautiful, you know, eye look. Um, they're like using beauty to empower others and themselves. Um, and you could just see like such diversity and inclusivity on TikTok too. Like, obviously like there are the, you know, influencers from Instagram and YouTube that are really popular and, and will continue to be popular. We don't know for how long, but you know, they all look so different from the people that, you know, Kirby and I looked up to when we were their age. I mean, my niece is 15 and the things that the people that she follows, um, the the kind of content that she consumes and shares on her own instagram like she is so woke and i'm like that's Mm. amazing Mm. like i'm like just inspired by her um so i think that like we are moving in the right direction um i like have my faith in in that generation um to you know uh, break that that the patriarchy or um, you know, bring us in the right direction move the needle um, but I don't know like Kirby said it's hard because it's like I think you know like I am a grown ass woman and I shouldn't be affected by the you know face tuned or filtered photos on Instagram but I am yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I follow yeah. people and I'm like oh my god they have their shit together they look so good why don't I look like that
3: and to piggyback off of sarah though at the same time growing up like i did love like learning beauty tips and makeup and learn i was like the the teenager that like had a legit skincare routine like cuz it was something i was passionate and interested in and i think there's also fault in sometimes like like women especially telling other women that like oh your love of beauty is actually like, misogynistic in a way. Like, it's based in the patriarchy because it's like, well, no, it's not. Just something that I'm excited about. Just like you may be excited about art or books or, you know, whatever it is. Like, my outlet is skincare. Why is that a bad thing? And I feel really conflicted sometimes when I'm reading about, you know, why the beauty industry is bad and Cause I'm like, for a lot of people, it's an outlet. A lot of, for a lot of people, it's a platform, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to minimize that for them either.
2: Yeah. Like I'm done with everyone thinking that beauty is frivolous because <laughs> beauty yeah. is a part of, is just a small part of everyone's story. Right. And there's so much like, I mean, if we're going to talk about like the, the, the cultural influences and, you know, um, This, the heritage behind certain practices and things like that. Like, there's so much to talk about. Um, so much storytelling there.
0: Yeah. I feel like it, it gets tricky when you have something like, uh, Instagram face, you know, like a face that everyone is trying to look like. And whether it's, you know, because of Kylie Jenner or someone else and, and people just getting like obsessed with that. Um, you know, I see how that, I do see how that becomes problematic, especially when we're talking about teenagers on social media. Um, but it's also, like you said, it is something that brings a lot of people a lot of joy. So it's tricky. Um, but sort of on that note, let's talk about actual products. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> what are you guys using now for skincare and I know, Sarah, you said you're not wearing a lot of makeup, but Kirby, I would love to hear about your makeup as well.
3: Okay, I can do that. (laughs) Kirby. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote some things down. Um, Kate mentioned on our pod that she was like mentally going through her medicine cabinet and she's always trying new things. And like, that's very much Sarah and I, because it's our job. Um, But there if anybody listens to Los Angeles, you know the first thing I'm going to say. It's my cleanser, Fresh Soy Face Cleanser. This is An icon. my ultimate jam. This product, I have them everywhere. It's insane. Fresh How long have you been else? using it? Since I was like legit like 15. I mean, I was really young and my mom was like, this is $38. This is like <laughs> not – like go get CeraVe or something. You're crazy. But right. it was – It's, like, the only thing I can use that not only, you know, it doesn't strip the skin. But I wear mascara and eye makeup. Like, that's my thing. I'm not, like, a big, bright lipstick person. So I really need something that's going to be gentle enough to remove eye makeup. Sorry, my dog. I need something that's going to be really gentle enough to remove my eye makeup without, like, ruining my skin. So, yeah. Fresh soy face cleanser, number one. Um, I actually don't like Dory and Kate. I don't wash my face in the mornings. Um, I maybe do a splash of water or I'll use a micellar water just to kind of like clean the canvas. But it's so funny. I think everybody like that was demonized for a while. Like, oh, you don't wash your face in the morning, whatever. And now I'm like, I don't think anybody is really washing their face fully in the mornings anymore. So that's first. Um. I'll do a mist. Actually, right now, my skin is freaking out because I went to the desert over the weekend. And without fail, I will come back and I'll have Acne Cosmetica on my lower jawline. Um, it's They just like are little raised bumps. They're inflamed. It's from the change in the weather. It's also from like mm-hmm. the wind in Palm Springs. And so I've been using Tower 28's SOS spray. It has hypochloric acid in it, chlorous acid in it, um, which helps with inflammation and bacteria. So when I know that my skin is kind of freaking out, I try not to use too many things with like actives, like glycolic like or you know vitamin C or retinol in them. All that to say, though, before this, <laughs> I was using Kate Somerville's resurfacing overnight peel. It's a mm. new peel that she launched. Chef's kiss. It is. Uh, it's everything I want in a peel, and you don't wash it off. It's not like a peel you put on for 10 minutes, and you put it on. It's an overnight peel. It's essentially like a serum-type consistency, um, maybe a little bit thicker. Um, I put it on under my moisturizer. You wake up the next morning, and you are glowing. It has uh, glycolic retinol and niacinamide, and Whoa. it's just
0: – that is a well, powerhouse combo. Hello. It's
3: ridiculous. It's so good, y'all. And it's brand new. And like I don't usually rave about brand new products all that much. Like I'm really into my tried and trues, but like this one, she I think she literally just launched it two weeks ago. So way to go, Kate Somerville. You rocked it with this particular peel. Um it's funny because when we get sponsors on the podcast that are like specifically beauty-related, we have to vet them before we agree to like work with them, which, as you two know, can be a little bit of a pain in the butt for our sales team because they're like, well, they want to work with you. And we're like, well, we don't want to work with them unless we try the product. And they're like, no, but the campaign's next month. And we're like, okay, sorry. Then this is not happening. Um, but we yeah. ended up partnering with Strivectin with their new Intensive Eye Concentrate Plus And I've been using that as my eye cream. And I used to think eye cream was a scam. And now I believe in it very deeply. So I am loving the Strivectin um, eye cream. I think it's great. And Strivectin is just a brand that Sarah and I generally trust with our lives. They could put anything on our face or body and we would love it. Um, They also sponsor this podcast and we are also (gasps) big fans of the eye cream. So, yeah, I've been using that eye cream because of that and it's legit great. It's amazing. It's incredible. So, high strivectin. And then, um, that's called added value. That's called Mm -hmm. added value. (laughs) (laughs) Not spawn con, but con. (laughs) It's added value. And then we have, um, a new sunscreen that I've been using. It's by Sunday Riley. It's called Lighthearted. Um, it's an SPF 30. It's a broad spectrum and it's pink. Okay. So like you get it and you're like, oh, it's a pink sunscreen. Interesting. And it's actually a really small bottle. I, I thought it was going to be way bigger. So my biggest complaint is that it's as small as it is. It should be larger. But when you first put it on, I was like, okay, this is going to give me a white cast. It says that it, it doesn't, but I feel like it is. And it almost disappears. It's like um, one of those color-changing lipsticks that you put on. It's like you put it on and you oh, you put it on and you're all white and you're like, what the hell? And then it just disappears and it looks normal. So I'm really into it and it's oil-free. I like the way that it makes my skin feel. I'm just a really big fan of it. So that's like my morning routine. Would you like me to continue with some makeup? I won't go in depth, yes. but yes. I can mention a few products that I'm loving. Please tatcha's new silk powder again chef's yes kiss. yes so effing good like you're not supposed to bake with it i was never baking my skin in the first place because i looked like a crazy person also people that can bake under their eyes i'm like you must have zero wrinkles because anytime i bake under my eyes i look decrepit so i feel like people we're not baking, not that.
2: that was just like a youtube thing like no one actually does that in
3: real life right yeah,
2: well, drag queens, because
3: they, well, you know, originated. Yes.
2: yes, of course.
3: Correct. But like, yes, and it was very much like appropriated on YouTube. So then, um, I've been using that. Like, if I'm not going anywhere, or seeing anybody, like I just put that on to keep me from being shiny. Kosas just launched new brow products that Sarah and I mentioned on a, a recent yes. episode. Airbrow, which is the gel. Incredible. And then brow pop, which is the brow pencil. I use both and I think they're amazing and I'll just fill in my brow. I actually, um, I know y'all talked about microblading on a Q and A episode with mm-hmm. your listeners. I've been microbladed and I, um, I actually just wanted to share that if anybody's curious about microblading in the process and like what you need to know, I have videos out on the internets that you can search. And it will give you the lowdown and everything that I wish I knew a year later. I mean, I got this done in 2016. So I go through all mm. of the motions explaining and um, I'll give you some recommendations too on like where to find a proper person to look, you know, to to do it for you. So yes, anyways, I heard that episode and I was like, oh, I need to share that with them.
2: Wait, do you both have your, or is everyone here microbit minus me? No, no, no. no. I'm oh. not I'm microbladed.
3: Not. No, if, uh, a fan wrote in and was like, what sh- you know? Should I get microbladed? Tell me what to do. And they were like, "We should probably talk to someone that's been microbladed." And I'm like, "Me, <laughs> yeah. me, we me, don't know, me." Um. So, but I still fill in my brows and use a brow gel because it's been like almost five years since I've had that done. I love cream blush. Rare Beauty has an amazing cream blush that they launched. Um, it wasn't in their initial launch, not their liquid blush, but it's their cream that's blush. It's super cute, Selena.
1: That's Selena Gomez's line. Is that right? Yes.
3: yes. And very if good anybody line. wants to know if it's good, it's legit. It's amazing. She did it right. That's wow. a celebrity beauty line that we stand. Mm-hmm. So it's very good. And then, like, I'm trying to think. Oh, if I'm wearing concealer, it's probably NARS or Armani. They're the best. I feel like they, they get the shades right. And mm-hmm. um, they... They're tried and true, and they know what's up. So yeah. And then my nighttime routine recently, honestly, it's been very, very simple because of this like acne cosmetica thing happening. I wash my face with fresh soy face cleanser. If I need a second cleanse, I use the Tatcha rice wash. Um, and then I've been putting the SOS spray on. I'll use the Skin Medica. What is it? TNS serum, Sarah? Yep. Is it t- yeah, the TNS serum, which is just ungodly expensive, but um, it Forks. has every ingredient ever and it works and it's not irritating to my skin. And then I finish with Burst Aid Beauty's um, moisturizer. It's like you can buy a vat of it for $14 at Sephora and it will last you for months and it's not irritating. So that's me in a nutshell. So many good recs. I Thank love Thank you. It. You're welcome.
2: Okay. <laughs> tan time. It's my time. Okay. Uh, so we'll, I guess I'll start with the morning. I also do not wash my face in the morning unless I've worked out, which is not happening these days. So I do not wash my face in the morning. Um, I will do a little bit of uh the caudally mist to refresh mm. my face mm. and also make that. me feel like I'm somewhere fancy when in fact I am not. I'm at home. Uh, then I will use the Peach and Lily Glass Skin Serum. Kirby knows. She's a fan. Have you guys used this product? I haven't. I'm so no. curious about it. You guys would really like this because you're both fans of the Summer Friday CC Serum. And I mm-hmm. find them to be very similar. Um, but whenever my skin is freaking out, if like I'm having you know, a hormonal change, or I have a few pimples, if I say I have more than a few pimples, Kirby's going to attack me because she always says, <laughs> don't attack me. Kirby. Um, I go back to using this serum and it like overnight transforms my skin. It's back to wow. being like, super hydrated and bright and clear. Um, It's lovely. And it's not that expensive. Um, then I will use, I should say, by the way, my, like I said, skidimalism, my skincare is pretty routine, uh, pretty, uh, minimal these days. But, um, another product that I have been using that I love and I've been using it day and night is, uh, Kirby, we talked about this, the circumference active restorative moisturizing cream. It is, I love my, I'm very dry. So I'm very dry. Kirby is a little bit oily. So we're like opposites, but we both love this cream. It is. Delicious. I feel like it's very decadent and luxe, but it does absorb pretty quickly. Like you're not gonna feel greasy. Although when I do use it at night, I like go heavy because I like to feel like glossy before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to feel very mm-hmm. wet and hydrated. <laughs> Then I'll know that I... Same. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know you did it right, right? That's how you know you applied all your uh, evening skincare products correctly. And then you, like, lay there and you, like, don't turn your head on the pillow because you don't want to get your pillow wet or, like, getting any, any expensive serums uh, wasted on your pillowcase. Um So I'll use that. And then I will... Oh, I should say, I have been also trying a new product um before this step in between... The Peach and Lily, and the circumference is from Violette. She is um a makeup artist. She's what is her last name? I don't even know. She she's French. She's beautiful, and she just started her own skin uh her own makeup and skincare line. And this product is called Boom Boom Milk. <laughs>
0: wow. Ooh. Yes, it's
2: very interesting. So it's like it looks like a milky toner. Um, But it's supposed to be like a three-in-one toner, serum, and moisturizer. And there's birch sap in it, glacier water, and olive leaf extract. It's like very French, French beauty. Um, And I used it, I use it as a serum, like in between, before a moisturizer. But I also um was using it as just a moisturizer, like using two layers of it. And my skin loved it like it was extremely wow. calming um you can it's a spray like a like a not a mist because it's 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 like i said a milky toner um so you can spray it on your face throughout the day to sort of like rehydrate oh. but i like to spray it into my hand and then rub it together and pat it in um it just feels really nice and like refreshing and like i said uh, hydrating i've been using supergoop's glow screen spf 40 mm. Blue light protection, sure. Why not? Gives me a nice glow. Um, that's usually what I'll wear like day-to-day uh, when I'm not wearing any makeup, like any uh, face makeup, which I'm not really wearing any face makeup, except I am today, so I'll talk about what I am wearing. Um, I am wearing the Giorgio Armani Neo Nude Foundation. Ooh. Have you guys tried this? No. no. If you love, like a lightweight skincare infused foundation. If you like some light coverage and hydrating, um, this is it. Like, and like Kirby mentioned with the concealers, like I have a hard time finding my shade in foundations. Um, but like they, I, I was able to find my shade and it m- blends in so seamlessly and I love it. So if I do wear makeup, um, or face face makeup, I am usually wearing this. So it's it's not that expensive. It's like forty bucks. Um, okay. So the and then uh, I will put on the Kosas airbrow. This like I
1: gotta try Kosas. I feel like people rave. I haven't tried any of their stuff, especially guys, their mascara. Yeah. You
2: gotta try it. Your Angelinos. I know. I'm so bad. I yeah. feel like Kosas is such an LA beauty brand. Do you feel like that, Kirby? It's like Tower 28, Kosas. Yes. Yes, it is. It's so good. It's very LA. But they they make great stuff. Yeah. And especially with the brow product, like, I feel like we're both super particular about our brows and the products that we use. But Sheena, the founder, nailed it with the Kosas eyebrows. So highly recommend Mm. that. And then I'm a big lip girl. Um, Even if I'm not wearing, like, a lot of makeup, I still have to wear a lip and lately i've been wearing this is a bougie pick um chanel rouge coco bloom their new Ooh. like hydrating plumping lip color um it's just kind of like a lip balm lipstick and lip gloss in one it's it wow. uh, yeah it's like kind of it has a nice pigment to it um but it's hydrating like a lip balm and then it has like a sheen like a gloss so i love those uh, for that's like my daytime routine. And then in the evening, the only thing that is really different is I wash my face. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so I use the Tatcha Rice Wash Skin Softening Cleanser. Kirby, are you so proud of me? I've only mentioned Tatcha once.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like Sarah has to go, I'm not, I'm not, uh, paid, paid by Tatcha to talk about them. I'm like, well, then stop talking about them yeah. because uh... you talk about them all the time. Okay, well, let's take a quick break
1: and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad; they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory.
0: Mm, okay, which is okay. I know there's a
1: bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, Oneskin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness.
2: All right, we are back. That's like Kirby with the fresh soy face cleanser, though. I feel like at this point, they need to have one of their illustration, their cartoon dry of you on the bottle, like a limited edition Kirby fresh soy cleanser. <laughs> I would cleanser. buy that. <laughs> I would well, have, uh, I, would I would be honored. <laughs> the Jumbo version. Yes, yes. Um, so that's different. I wash my face and then I'll use, oh, oh, wait, I lied. I'm going to talk about Tatcha again, their Dewy Skin Serum. <laughs> <laughs> Their dewy skin serum in the evening. Oh, it's just so good. It has hyaluronic acid in it. It's got squ- squalane, which I don't squalane. usually like. Squalane. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it's just so beautiful, the formula. And it, it feels like so nice and rich and hydrating. Um, And then, yeah. And then I, I use the circumference at night, finish up with that. Um, One new product that I want to talk about that I've been trying the past couple days Um, it's a body wash. So it's a plus body wash. Oh, yeah. Which so it is a they describe it as a no bottle single serve body wash. So it is in a dissolvable sachet. Um, What? This comes from the people who make the Starface, those little pimple stickers that you guys have probably seen on Instagram. Like all the cool kids wearing those. So um, they made this body wash that is, yes, in the dissolvable sachet. So what you do is you open the sachet with dry hands, take out this little square, which is the body wash, and then the sachet dissolves in water. So like you just put it down the drain and you watch it like just dissolve and go down the drain. And then the body wash, you add a little bit of water and it turns into a foam. And then you just rub it all over your body and that's it. And they come in such delicious scents. There's one that's like a summer scent. It has it smells like neroli and um, mm. oh, it's so good. The only thing I wish is that I'm like a big body wash person. So I need two squares. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit Too uh, expensive for me to continue to use it. Although I guess I could just call it in, but, uh, but it's only because it only comes like 16 in a, in a pack or something like that. Oh, that's like two weeks. I know. I know. So, um, but I, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the product. And I think that, you know, Kirby and I are big fans of, or we're trying to, you know, incorporate more sustainable beauty into our routines, um, and talk about that more on Los Angeles. So, I should definitely check that one out. Ooh, right, that's, that's a amazing. great run. I'm like dry mouth. Like I know. I like I know trust front. me. I know. <sighs> when you have to do
1: the, when you have to do the, when you're the interviewee, it's like, Ooh, it's a lot of work.
2: Okay. So and then, so talking then talking about the skincare, oops. there's just so much, there's so much. I know. But okay. Thank you for letting me share. What is, what are like
1: some overhyped products that you feel are not worth, Oh, you're there. I, I wish people could see the video. Two grins just emerged. <laughs> what are the, what we call them meh products. We, we've just started Kirby's exploring having this. having a like. moment. I know.
3: <laughs> like, what is it, Kirby? What are the products? Oh, my God. I wish I knew that this question was coming because I, I would have just like a laundry list. Oh, my God. Sarah. Okay. Can I actually talk about one that gets overhyped? And it's because people say that there is a way cheaper dupe, but like we need to dispel that immediately. Oh, my God. Am I allowed to do yes. That? Yes. Go that? Yes. Yes. direction? So because La Mer is expensive, everyone's like, this is overhyped. It is not. And if you think it is, that's totally fine. But like, you have to be of a certain age to appreciate the original creme. When I was in my 20s, I did not need the original creme. It was way too heavy. It was way too emollient. And like, the benefits that I would have seen from it just did, It didn't pan out for me. Then when I started using it in my thirties, I'm like, okay, now I get it. Like, I understand why this product is so legendary. So like, if someone is telling you in your twenties to buy La Mer, just say no. You don't need to spend that much money. Nobody needs to spend that much money. If you have it, great. Like, it, it works. But everyone says that La Mer, the dupe for it is Nivea. And that's completely false. Yes, there are similar ingredients within both of them. And moisturizer-wise, yeah, sure. Like, if you just need a good moisturizer, don't buy La Mer, buy Nivea, by all means. Like, I love Nivea. But if you're looking for those actual skincare benefits, like helping with inflammation, helping with redness, helping with fine lines, helping with texture of your skin, like, Nivea does not contain the secret sauce that La Mer has in it. So, like, that's kind of like Sarah and I's passion project is dispelling, like, Listen, you can be mad that it's expensive, but sometimes I get mad that it's that expensive. But like, that doesn't mean it doesn't work and that it doesn't actually deliver on what it says it's going to do. And for some people, it might not, you know, but like, that's kind of where I live in that world.
2: I love that. Thank you, Kirby. You're welcome. Um, I feel like, oh gosh, this is such a hard question. And we would never want to like, take anyone down because we're not about that.
1: But yeah, we don't want to yuck yums. Yeah. But I will say
2: what I have not been using um, and I'm like kind of over and uh, that's unfortunate because I have like a huge basket of them are sheet masks. Like, I Mm -hmm. just don't think I mean, I think they're wasteful. You are
0: speaking my language, Sarah.
2: They're wasteful, (laughs) obviously. Um, And I just don't think like I feel like it's like a jade roller. Like it feels nice and it's great if you're doing that as your self-care moment you know, watching, uh, masking and, and Netflixing or whatever. But I just don't feel like I'm really getting any benefits out of it, even from like the really expensive ones. Like I would rather invest in the serums, uh, or the creams and, and, you know, apply that, um, versus doing like a 10 minute sheet mask.
0: I could not agree with you more.
2: Hey, I'm so glad. And again, I- if like if P- if someone loves sheet masks
0: and that is a part of their self-care, great, but I completely agree with what you're saying.
3: Um, I actually will take it a step further and Sarah, I had a revelation last week. I think mm. that face masks in general are just not worth it. I don't think they're worth it. I think that if you're going to make a skincare routine and spend money doing it, Buy products that you can use on a regular basis that you incorporate into your day or night routine. Don't waste your money on a mask that you wash off after 10 minutes. Like,
2: there's only one mask that I truly use on a regular basis. Oh my God. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Rene Rouleau Triple Berry Smoothing Peel. Uh, half right. Rene Rouleau
3: Rapid Response Detox (sighs) Mask. It's the one thing that like calms inflammation, hormonal acne, all that stuff. And it's like anytime my skin's freaking out, like I've been using it a lot this week because it really does take the fire out, as she likes to say.
2: But I agree with you, Kirby. I I think that if everyone should have like a calming mask in their skincare wardrobe, but yeah, I don't like, I would rather spend or save my money and spend it on like facials and, you know, get all the... Do their masks, get the lasers, get the LED light, then do a mask that's supposed to brighten my skin and help with fine lines and wrinkles like once every two, three weeks. Because like Kirby said, you should be investing that in either the treatments or uh, what you're using every single day.
3: Mm. And then mm-hmm. I think cosmetic wise, I think primers are a scam. Yeah. Sorry. I, primers are a scam. It's like one of the biggest, best makeup artists, and really any makeup artist will say this Mario Dadanovic. He, somebody asked him, like, what primer do you use? I was at this event and there were like all of these like big YouTubers there, and they're like, but what primer do you use? And he's like, I don't use primer. He's like, no, just, moisturize your face properly like when you moisturize your Mm. face properly your makeup will stay on longer and then set it properly you don't need this like extra step because that's what causes the pilling most of the time like when you're starting after you put on your sunscreen and you're noticing like why is my face rubbing off like that's from the primer usually because it's typically silicone based so if you're gonna invest in product like Make sure that you have a good sunscreen. Make sure you have a good moisturizer and then a good setting powder or however you want to set your face. Don't waste your time on primers.
1: Love this tip. (laughs) I had no idea. I'm shook, honestly. That's wild.
0: (laughs) No primers for you. I haven't been wearing much primer, but I feel like I haven't been wearing much makeup. But if and when I go back, I mean, no need. Primers. Going out the window. Throw it in the trash, Dory. <laughs> Get rid of them. All right. So last question for you, although I feel like we could just talk to you I both know. for I go hours. But we have to give a quick shout out to LA because we are all here in Los Angeles. What are your beauty faves here? Stores, aestheticians, spas, facialists, you name it. Secret spots. Yeah.
2: Okay, tell us uh, everything. I'll start. Uh, I recently went back to get my very first facial in like over a year. Um, I have a lot of like I love Shawnee Darden, I love Kate Somerville, um, but if you want like to treat yourself and feel like you're in Paris for a second or for an hour, um, get yourself to the Melanie Grant uh, studio on Melrose she uh she's from australia she's like the f- aesthetician to victoria beckham um she's like a augustinus botter ambassador uh and she does all the she has all the lights uh, all is, I was going to say lights and whistles. Um, <laughs> uh, she like has like, you know, she does the lasers. She's got the, you know, LED, all that stuff. So um, if you're looking for that sort of facial, you should definitely go see her. Um, but her studio is so beautiful. She like designed it to look like um, the Chanel apartment, like with the mm. mirror wow. staircase and um Like they all dress up really cute to all the estheticians to do your facials. Um, So that's definitely a recommendation. Although Shawnee Darden, Kate Somerville, you can't go wrong with either of those either. Um, Kirby, you go well, I think some more. Okay. Um,
3: Sonia at Skin Worship uh, it's like a very small, um, you know, aesthetic space, but all of the estheticians there are incredible. And um, I met Sonia when she was working at a different spot and I followed her because she gives amazing lymphatic drainage face massage. I have TMJ. So I'm constantly grinding my teeth. I wear a night guard. I get Botox in my masseter muscle to help. Like there's all these different components to it. But when I go to her, I literally just lay on the bed and I'm like, I don't care if you extract anything. I don't care if you put on a mask, just massage my face. And the way that she just moves, it's like, uh, it's, it's orgasmic. It's truly incredible. Um, so go see Sonia. She has magic hands and she will make your face not only feel better, but look amazing. Um, my dermatologist that I see regularly is Dr. Nancy Samolitis. She's at Facile Dermatology and Boutique. They just opened up. A new location on Melrose Place. So close to Kate Somerville, mm. close to Alfred Coffee. Um, and she's one of the best, if not most informed dermatologist in LA. She knows about treatments and services f- that have been popularized in Europe. Um, for years that are finally becoming available. So a lot of times if I'm like writing a story about a new treatment or, um, a new service, it's because like she tipped me off to it and she specializes in melasma, which is something that Mm -hmm. I deal with, um, because I have an IUD and it's hormonal and from my birth control. So, um, I see her pretty regularly. She put me on tranexamic acid pills to help with my melasma, which are a total Mm -hmm. game changer. Um, I talk about this a lot, like on my Instagram and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, I can't find the tranexamic acid peels. I'm like, well, first you have to get it um, prescribed by a doctor. And not all doctors are aware of this and like how to utilize them. So maybe bring it up to your derm. But if they don't know about it, I wouldn't ask them to get you the prescription. Like you really want them to know like how much to prescribe and how it works. So um, she's incredible. I also would recommend Ramirez Trans Salon for hair. If you want an amazing haircut go there. My guy is Onco Tran. He's co-owner Good of the salon. Good luck getting into on. I, mean, I know. Wow. is incredible. Everyone else. Um, Just a gem of a human and he's trained so many people. So if I, uh, like a fast tip would be go onto his Instagram, look up his assistants and see if they've graduated and like moved on because they have learned from the best and you will be able to probably see them. And then lastly on Melrose Place is Violet Gray. And it's, you know, such a unique LA beauty store. It's very curated. Um, you know, Cassandra Gray started it and it's a place where you can get like Charlotte Tilbury and Beauty Stat and just all different types of like LA centric beauty brands that, um, that I don't know. I just, I love going into the boutique and seeing what they have to offer and. It's very, it's a very different shopping experience than a Sephora or a Credo or an Ulta.
2: Mm. Okay, I have a few more to add. Um, one thing that I am really excited to do once we sort of be, uh, transition back to, to more normalcy is um, get a Korean body scrub. Like, mm. I am dying mm. to see the dead skin scrubbed off of my skin of my body yes Um, my go-to in koreatown is spa palace i recommend spa palace because um i know that you know olympic spa there are so many others that are really popular in koreatown but spa palace it it makes it a little bit more intimate um not that there's anything wrong with you know being body scrubbed next to another stranger fully naked but if you are a little bit shy <laughs> a little bit more shy um they scrub you in like your own little shower, st- uh, shower stall so oh. um i love it so much i miss it so much i cannot wait to get back um if you are looking for a bougieer experience um there is the it's called peliker and it's, I don't think it's owned by Kimura Lee Simmons, but I think it's like backed by her. Right, Kirby? Or I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, Kimora Lee Simmons, she's, she's half Korean and, um, that is like a bougie Korean body scrub experience. It is not cheap, but we all deserve, we all deserve this after, what feels like 10 years in quarantine. So, highly recommend treating yourself to that. Um you will have baby smooth skin afterwards. Dime Nails on Fairfax if you are looking uh for some just either just like a basic manicure pedicure or some fun nail art. Um Kristen is the owner of Dime Nails. She's amazing. It's a woman of color owned, um, independent little salon. So go support her. Go support all the nail artists there.
3: Wait, I have to shout out my place then TNL okay. Nail Lounge on Little Santa Monica in Beverly Hills. I stand them and they will forever be my faves. Again, woman of color owned and independently owned. So go support them. Love it. Go get your nails I've- done. I've
1: learned so many new places and I live here. I know. Same. I've, literally, I've been quietly Googling all your,
2: all your tips LA's because so I'm big. like, I don't know any
1: of these.
2: It's hard. It's hard.
1: Oh, well, you just gave us our great first LA guide. So thank you
0: both so much.
2: Thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun. I hope this was so you-
0: fun. Can you both let our listeners know where they can find you and how they can listen to Los Angeles and all the good stuff?
3: Yes. So, um, we are on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, you can find us on our website, com, And then we are on social at Los Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we have a Facebook group. Just search Los Angeles and join. It's called the Los Angeles Glam And if you're curious about product recommendations or any type of review, that group is popping off at all times. So, and then you can find me personally at Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E.
2: And I am at Sarah Tan, S-A-R-A-T-A-N. Yay. Well, thank
0: you both so much. This was so fun. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dory Shafrir, and you, Kate Spencer, produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager, our network partners, ACAST. We will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening.
3: Bye.